Jumping What's that, that saying? You went to a went to a fight and a soccer game broke out. <laughs> Welcome to a more Philly Union, the podcast where we swear to talk about the Philly Union, the whole Philly Union, and nothing but the Philly Union, with as few digressions as possible. We are your hosts. I'm E. I'm C. And I'm Paul. All right, let's jump in a little bit of housekeeping right up front. Um, the Help Us Help the You Challenge check. Uh, we are currently up to 526 downloads. That's uh, tw- uh, 21 uh, downloads since last week. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for uh, chipping in and downloading an episode or listening in. Um, I think we might have a new listener. Uh, I have to double check the history of our statistics, but. Uh, Maryland? I don't think we've had anyone from Maryland before. Um, maybe we have. Remember. I don't know. But just in case, so. um, hey, Maryland, thanks. Um, and, if, and if we didn't thank you earlier, uh, sorry for uh, not getting to you sooner. But uh, so we've been we've been getting a pretty consistent number of downloads week to week. I wonder how many of them are subscribers. You know, just want to say thank you if you are subscribing and and following us yeah. week to week, even if you're not listening to them. Hey, you know that's okay. We'll take the downloads, um, but I do hope you are listening to them and, and enjoying it at least. So wherever you get your podcast or however you're tuning in, if there's an option to subscribe, feel free to click on that button and see what happens. Please, please. Um, it's interesting, just like in our numbers, our our most downloaded. Uh, podcast episode this month is uh episode 20 the midnight train to georgia so oh really when we talked about the atlanta game yeah so um oh one more piece of housekeeping that um my oft-mentioned mother nancy has accepted the nickname of scoops oh yes uh awesome confirmed that she does not wear hats um but we'll we'll work on that we'll get her a tiara (laughs) <laughs> that might actually be worse um but <laughs> we'll see we'll see what we can do it would mess up her hair less so <clears throat> anyway all righty well shall we uh yes. j- jump into the games yeah a lot um, of action last week yeah it was a uh what or two things happened uh so union played two games last week uh first game was um at nashville yeah, that's right. Uh, and the second game was home with New York City FC. Um, yeah, let's jump what's that, that saying? You went to a went to a fight and a soccer game broke out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't U.S. Mexico, but uh, it got pretty physical there towards the end. Yeah, which is a little bit of a surprise with Nashville. I, I mean, not that they've really popped up on the radar for you know clashing with us and vice versa, but um, you know, if this was a um, uh, you know, a New York team or, um, um, you know, yeah, one of our, the usual suspects, but this was kind yeah, of, it's not like it's Chicago. Yeah. You know, like we, uh, this was kind of a new one. Um, the game got very, uh, well, it got very interesting. So. I mean, it got physical and it got unhinged and we can, we can get to that, but mm-hmm. it, there was just a lot of, a lot happening. Yeah. Uh, so well, so, I d- and I think you're right, Chrissy. I mean, I think that there's a reason why Nashville particularly got upset and, and had a lot to do with how the game was going against them mm-hmm. for most of the game. You know, we, we, we jumped ahead to the end because that's what everybody's going to remember. But um, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we can certainly backtrack and jump back to the beginning because it's not how it ended is not how it started out. Yeah, we need to uh, we need to Tarantino this thing. So we give you the ending. Let's show you how we got here. Um, well, in terms of the lineup, um, was this is the first game. Um, that... So we uh, Martinez was out sick and Bueno was in for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he I was... was back. I was back. I was back. Um, Bizo was not. That's in... right. He did not start. Uh, to start, but uh, they did. I just wanted to to add that they did uh, mention that it didn't have anything to do with the transfer request news that came out uh, last week. Uh, it was I, I, who knows that at least that's what Curtin said. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think we got some stuff to talk about that too mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, but that's 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 my line oh, of news. Gosh. <laughs> and then Sullivan <laughs> Sullivan also got the start over Aura. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly I thought was probably like, I mean, Bueno played so well, but I would say so this was Sullivan's game, like especially early on Sullivan really showed up in this game mm-hmm. and, and it was really making Jim look incredibly smart to put him into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was buzzing around the ball. He was getting into dangerous space. Um, you know, uh, he put one off the upright like 10 minutes into the game uh he, he jumped on an early bad pass from the uh the national defense to, to take another shot um and that Carranza then followed up and yeah I mean I I think the the Sullivan start was a really good call in this one I'm not sure in particular why this game he showed up but he looked good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was our 4-4-2 and like I said you know like you mentioned there Christy Martinez was not in he was a late scratch for sickness is what what they said um and bueno 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 showed up he was he he held down that position and that's not easy with knowing you're going up against Hani mukhtar exactly made him look human mm-hmm. uh, apparently there's some but about mukhtar there is some possibility that he's going to be moving uh they didn't say to where but i guess it's just all this transfer window kind of buzz going on right now um, do you think that's real do you think it's just buzz i mean i don't know you know i'm really not sure um apparently he's quite devoted to nashville um he got married on the field i heard this that mm-hmm. yeah so um i i don't know i guess i i mean you know how it is with our players there's a lot of scuttlebutt about oh there's interest from whomever it's- so it could just be that, but um and let's be honest, I mean Mukhtar is a reigning MVP of the league and uh mm-hmm. you know arguably up there again this season, you know, he probably is getting a few more phone calls than uh you know McGlynn or, or Mbizo. I also, you know, just uh you know, I know this game we did have Bendik and we haven't always been his biggest fan. But uh, he did make himself really big on an important breakaway after the, uh, you know, in that first half of this game, you know, they, they had a transition play. They gave it up. Um, Asheville had a quick restart, uh, got a two on one against, I think it was Elliot and played the ball. across. You know, they played the ball across to a, a running Teal Bunbury and Bendick came out. He made exactly the right move. He made himself big, and and Bunbury ended up putting it over the net. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember listening to I can't remember which podcast now, but they were talking about uh, wherever they got their stats from showed an XG for Nashville of over two, and then we ended up with a uh, you know 
the union ended up holding them to a shutout and Bendik had no saves on the night. And it's, you know, a crazy, crazy set of stats if they had a two, XG of two and Bendik had no saves. But I would say that this goal, that that work in particular in the first game, first half when he made himself big in front of Bunbury, like he really showed that Bendik wanted to play. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole team was really up for this one. It was like Bendik wants to move out, move up and play a defender position. And maybe. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to run that much, though. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's kind of very after last week, uh, you know, when I talked about the um, the failure of the Bendik experiment, you know, that was all plan on my part to kind of <laughs> fake out fate and say those things. And then, you know, totally expect that Bendik would come through and you know give us a, a shutout without even having to do a single save. So, um, yeah, take that universe. The Joe Bendit project. The Joe Bendit project, exactly. So but, uh, I mean, it was was a, a exciting first half, uh, but it did feel like it was anybody's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, the Union got a late free free kick, in the or later in the free in the second half, um, Wagner puts it into the box. Gazdag goes for it, and then. <laughs> Nashville, I don't know if he's a defender or not, but Lovitz from Nashville, just a boneheaded, boneheaded mistake, just puts his hands on Gazdog's back and pushes him forward. That was, that was such like a, yeah, that was a real blatant move. It was just. I'm not saying that Gazdog didn't enhance the push. You know, he may have, may have gone a little more horizontal than necessary. (laughs) But um, I mean, when you feel the hands on your back and you feel that push, and yeah, he he went down, uh, and it was very clearly a foul. I mean, Gazdog was airborne when the mm-hmm. guy pushed on him, so it was just. Um, I, mean, I was just grateful Gazdog missed the upright and, and yes, yeah, didn't yeah, hurt he, himself. Yeah, he was headed uh, towards was the upright, and it was a little, it was a little, you know, clenchy moment right at then yeah. as he kind of careen towards the goalpost but uh but yeah and then they uh they upheld the call on on var and gajdog stepped up yeah and union's once... uh, union's 12th man var that's right that's right i still don't understand how gajdog gets into the keeper's heads though the way he does and gets them diving the wrong way and um yeah he did it again just I drove it past them I do think Gosdog is kind of like, you know, if it was like a scene out of a movie, like the keeper, you know, the camera behind the keeper's face and you hear his thoughts, like, you know, going through all these numbers, uh, statistically, where does Gosdog tend to shoot, trying to read his body language, hey, right, that left shoulder is a little low, that probably means he's gonna, you know, open the hips and, you know, try to put it into the lower right corner and all this stuff. And then like, Elsa, it switches over to like Gosdog and it's just like, Oh, butterflies are pretty. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got to kick the ball. You know, um, you know. Yeah. He, he's just unreadable because there's nothing to read. No, yep. he's totally in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, whatever it is he does, though, I mean, he, he, he consistently gets the keepers going the wrong way and, uh, you know, gave the union a one nothing lead going into mm-hmm. the uh, into halftime. So I know I'm probably totally jinxing everything just by even asking this question. Is Gazdog 
uh, you know, batting a thousand when it comes to uh, his yep. penalty kicks this year. Yeah. Yeah. Not just this year, his entire career, MLS career. <laughs> oh, man. Now I feel really bad when he misses that first one. <laughs> no, do not talk to the pit. Do not talk to the pitcher who's pitching a perfect game. Do yeah, not talk exactly. about the pitcher pitching a perfect yeah. game. So I, I, I got to hope he makes it through the next week without missing a PK, and then I'll be vindicated. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, halftime, right? Union go uh, halftime. It's up uh, 1 0. Um, but I agree, Paul. Yeah, it was still anyone's game. Um, Nashville was not going quietly into that good night at all. Oh, uh, no. And uh, there were definitely parts in this game when it was really opening up. I mean, it was just end to end soccer. Just, uh, you know, the one team would stop the attack and then immediately launch to a counterattack, um, which made for a very exciting game. It was very mm-hmm. fun to watch. It was I- fun. As a prelude to what I think of more as act two than yes. the second half, um, let me just put this out there that um, the ref, uh, Serhi Boyko, um, has given out more cards than any ref in MLS this season. This is the gun that will go off in the third act. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> um, just wanted to lay that groundwork. Um Interestingly, just for some color commentary, he is apparently Ukrainian and left after the war started um, with his family, um, uh, came here seven months ago to be a ref. So if you looked closely, you could actually see on his whistle he had uh, the ribbon was the colors of the Ukrainian flag. Um, So a bit of color for him, but um, uh, none of that... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> keeps him from uh being very friendly with his cards just put it that way Kekov's gun that's the ter- that's the phrase <laughs> i had to go look it up oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i know that plot device i'm just like what was the name of it i was thinking trotsky but i'm like that's not right uh-huh. Uh-huh. different russian I had a coworker tell me recently that when he found out I was an English major, he was like, "Oh, I've never met one." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> this is That's right. You have now met one in for. the wild." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, second half, like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, in the second half we had some subs uh, around the 60th minute. Um, Sullivan came out or came in. Uh, Bedoya came out and uh, mm-hmm. McGlynn came in. Uh, I can see bringing in McGlynn. Uh, I don't know if if uh, Allie's, I don't know, just needs a little bit of downtime. It was tough. Let's be clear. It was a very tough night for for the players. I mean, it was hot out there. They had a hydration break in the first half. That's true. And it, it, it was definitely draining on them. But even before they did those subs, I just remember that flurry of attacking shots that, that Nashville generated and put one off the uh, crossbar, put one off an upright. Yeah. You know, the union had like two shots that they were able to clear off the line and then somehow Nashville still put it over the end line. It was a flurry of attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nashville was definitely on the front foot. They were definitely looking to correct the error from the previous half. You know, which J- uh, Jim Curtin has often said, that's where the union wants to be playing. They want to be playing up a goal, and they want the other team to be chasing them. Mm-hmm. It sure, certainly seemed like Nashville was chasing a goal and, and seemed like they were going to get something out of it. 
Um, and then, like you said, the um, uh, you know they they sub in McGlynn and others, and there's a questionable call in the box uh, that goes the union's way um, with a possible handball on McGlynn. What did you guys think of that play? Oh, right, yeah, right. They were coming in from the corner. Um, you went yeah. over the went over the Nashville um, player. I forget which one, and and yeah. it seemed like McGlynn was expecting it to glance off of him, and then he didn't end up making contact, and the ball went off of McGlynn's arm. The referee did not, you know, blew it not a PK, uh, saying that you know he didn't wasn't. Basically, it wasn't he wasn't trying to it wasn't deliberately trying to make himself bigger with his arm or play the ball. Uh and and yeah, I mean I understand why Nashville was upset not to get that call, but I I also get why it wasn't called a handball. Yeah, I, I felt like uh, almost like that Nashville player was inadvertently screening McGlynn, like you know, he didn't mm-hmm. have a clear line of sight. And like you said, I think McGlynn was expecting the ball to be go off that Nashville player and it just went right past him. And then yeah, I remember watching the replay. You know, McGlynn's not really even moving, you know. So it's not like, you know, for me the question was, well, is his arm you know held out at a what's however the phrase is unnatural. Unnatural mm-hmm. position. It's just kind of like, well, his arm's not even moving. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe they're like when I stand and don't move, like what are my arms doing? It's like that's that's kind of like the mm-hmm. question. Like, if I had my arm, I was just standing there, and someone kicked a soccer ball at me that I didn't even see coming, and went off my arm. Um, is is that a foul? You know, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I agreed with the ref. I don't know. It's always tricky, right? Because the one kind of answer that that goes with all that is that well as long as they're consistent well something like that usually doesn't happen right, twice in right. the game anyway but well it can yeah it can and and i mean yeah i've i've made my position on this very clear <laughs> i'm very much against the oh it hit his elbow and it was right next to his body and it's a handball now or something i mean i i know that's exaggerating but um yeah so uh i i thought it was the right call in the mm-hmm. end um, so I, I know there are a lot of schools of thought on this and, but that, yeah, no, I thought I, I agreed with the ultimate call. It does, you know, to go off on a quick tangent, that whole, you know, handball in the box, that kind of rule, it's kind of like, it's like almost like a, a question of extremes. You know, if it's like, it's gotta be a blatant use of the hand against the ball. Like, you know, like, yeah, when you're playing just goofy pickup soccer and someone, you know, your friend hits the kicks the ball and you just slap it out of the air, just you know, gotta be that guy. It's like, okay, that should be a penalty. But anything less than that, not a penalty, right? Or it's the other extreme where it's like if it even just glances off your arm, doesn't even matter if your arm is like, you know, you got your hands in your pockets, it doesn't matter if it touches your arm in your box, automatic penalty kick. Like uh, almost see the strategies that would grow out of that that rule you know we're all right we're going to practice like just shooting at each other's arms just because we're going to go for the pks all the time you know we're not going to shoot on net we're going to shoot on the defenders you know with you know just go for the elbow it's interesting you say that because the premier league had they changed their rules briefly a few years ago and it was much much easier to, to 
to foul to be to get a handball mm-hmm. and it was kind of wreaking havoc because you know they did you know it was like penguins in the box <laughs> and you know and just calls left and right and and craziness so i i think i don't know if they rescinded it or sort of amended it in some yeah. way because i don't follow Premier really as closely as i do union and mls mm-hmm. but um I, I remember there was an awful lot of concern over that because it was really affecting the game yeah. and maybe it was an adjustment period um not sure but um yeah it was it was a lot easier to be called for a handball yeah. and it's actually i'm actually a little interested i'm surprised that um that call wasn't made since i just said what i said about this ref. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so um but I guess maybe maybe it's a slightly different thing yeah. for him. So yeah, what do you so, think, Paul? I I I was I was okay with the call on the field uh, that it was not a handball and that you know McGlynn wasn't trying to play the ball, wasn't trying to make himself bigger, and and I was okay with it. You know, just being called, being you know, play on. I also, like I said, understood why Nashville was upset. I didn't think that they were going to win the appeal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought it was a good, good call and good work by the referee crew. Let that one go. But it was, you know, well, I, I, I can feel that the national fans and team frustration was growing because shortly after that, the union got a second PK. <laughs> that um, what, like you mentioned earlier, Eric, you know, it was a back and forth game, and the union generated an attack and. Aura and Carranza were, were were making runs, and Aura took the ball into the box towards the end line and cut it back to Carranza. And then once again, Lovitz, for yep. who knows what reason, yep. decides to go and slide and just totally takes out Aura. Yep, the ball no was ball away from all. him, but it was it was a clear foul, and yep. the referee had no you know no choice but to call it and give him yep. the second yellow card. Yeah, so. You know, an unnecessary foul yep. in the box. Yep. Yellow card. Mm-hmm. Second yellow card. Second yellow. Red carded off the field. I mean, at that point, like, I mean, wow, just not Lovitz's night. I mean, I know yeah. he's actually a re- from the Philadelphia area originally. Oh, well, that explains um, it. You know, so maybe somebody slipped him something and was like, hey, how about <laughs> it? Uh, I don't honestly think that's what happened, but I mean, you know, just from a joking standpoint, uh, yeah, he certainly seemed to be doing what he could to to give the union an advantage here. Um, just, yeah. So yeah, he's off the field. Gajdog gets to step up again, take another penalty kick, score his, I think, ninth goal of the season. Uh, you know, he's second on the union, I believe, behind Carranza in goals scored. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, like seven or eight of them are off of the PK, but you still have to score them. And and somehow, again, he gets the keeper going the opposite direction and puts it past him. It's it's so hard to tell if Carranza, if Gajdag is getting them to go the way he wants them to go and putting it where he wants it to put, or does he actually watch which way they're diving and just puts it to the other side? Um, I'm just grateful. One of the things that always frustrates me the most is when, when soccer players should drive it down the middle Mm -hmm. uh, because they expect to keep it. I understand the, the, from a probabilistic standpoint, like I understand why they do that. But there's also a part of me that just thinks that that's kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, just pick a side and drive it. 
Yeah. And Carranza did it again for a second goal, giving the Union a 2 nothing lead late in the game. And with that, because then Carranza, uh, uh, Gasluck scores, and he kind of <laughs> to the goal line. No, he didn't of... even go to the goal line. He was like, you know, at the six-yard box. But sure, yeah, I know but where you're going. But he was gesturing towards the – oh, not gesturing, but – He's gesturing. He's not facing. gesturing with his hands, but he was facing and obviously uh-huh. addressing the, the crowd. Kind of like a, a how do you like me now kind of pose. Yep. And uh, the rest of the, the bunch of the young guys came over, and that's when at least one bottle came flying yeah. onto the field. kind of hit him on the back of the uh, neck, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't know how full it was or not, yeah. but um, he took an se- exception, Yeah, as did a lot of the players yeah. who were with him. And yeah. actually, kudos to uh, Nashville's uh, goalkeeper, because he kind of turned to the crowd as well, like, Addressing him like, yeah. guys, you got to calm down. Like, yeah, don't did. don't be doing this. Yeah. Um. So it, so. so kudos him. But so I guess apparently though, um, and I didn't know this. Um, Gasol got a, a a yellow card for excessive, uh, where is it? Excessive, uh, excessive celebration. Hmm. I I for flexing for flexing. I guess I don't. I mean, know. That, he he quite literally flexed. That's yeah. sort of what he was doing. Is his version of flexing? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get the yellow card for celebrating after a goal, you feel like you should do something bigger than just you know pose and and and, and yeah yeah. But I guess I don't know. Seems it seems like you know blaming him for something that the, the, the I, I and to be clear I understand in the moment why a why a fan would get frustrated sure. or want to be angry enough to mm-hmm. throw something mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that you should mm-hmm. uh, and I'm grateful that it didn't happen in Philly because it would just be one more thing that people would say well look at those stupid Philadelphia sports fans mm-hmm. but um, yeah well so. and at that point. What, what a shot, though, to hit him the way. I mean, they actually took some skill to <laughs> to hit the back of his neck like that. I'm not saying it's a good thing either, but, um, yeah, it's on target. Go on. That's it. Now that's got the makings for a movie, right? They're going to, like, find that fan and give him a, a spot on the team. And, like, with that, with that accuracy, you're right. <laughs> you got to find a role. For, um, Can't use your well, hands there. Yeah. You know what? After the goal and after the going up two nothing, you know the the referee once again showing his uh, his World Cup pass gave fourteen minutes of stoppage time. Yeah, that was a lot of stoppage time. That was a lot. I was surprised by that number because it's always the game, right? At the at the ninety minute mark, like how many minutes of stoppage time, right? And I'm always like, I don't know, maybe five or six (laughs) pops up at fourteen. Yeah, it's like all right, that was. I mean, a lot. I like I like free extra soccer, but I mean, I don't know if I would call it fourteen. But yeah. at that point, the game was kind of on a bit of a downward spiral at that point because it was starting it really chippy it out was. there. And was. Um, 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 what was the Nashville player's name? Uh, Moore, I think, was getting tangled Jack up Moore. a lot. But he and I know he and Carranza. Um, I guess it was more in the midfield. Um, yeah, it was getting pretty chippy. And yeah, around the fifth minute of stoppage time, things got pretty darn chippy. It boiled. It, it boiled, boiled over. Um, because uh Carranza and Moore clashed. And I don't know how to describe it. It was just kind of like this one that I guess Moore took out 
Well, Carranza made a run at the ball. Yeah. He he went in hard, uh, shoulder to shoulder, or as far as the ref was concerned, it was shoulder to shoulder with a defender. Mm. Tried to win, you know, almost, you know, he won the ball. Moore comes in to to be the second defender on from Nashville and basically wraps up Carranza. Yeah. Um, and uh just kind of grabs a hold of him, won't let him play. Yep. Clearly a clearly a foul. Uh-huh. Kind of bends him over a little bit backwards, yep. and then yep. Carranza takes exception to that. <laughs> uh, you know, and before the referee can get there, blowing his whistle, the two of them go at it, and Carranza ends up getting him in a bit of a headlock and tosses yeah, Jack Moore to the ground. Yep. Honestly, it looked like a move I learned in a self defense class I took years ago. It did. <laughs> it did. It's yeah. just like he just kind of, I think Carranza kind of like wrapped him around his waist and just. Mm-hmm. Pull through him down to the ground, and yeah, uh, I don't know if Kranz has ever gotten a straight red before, but I guess if not, this is his official. He got his Philly card punched in this game. <laughs> 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 One of yeah. us, um, yeah. And then there's a little bit of a proverbial bench clearing. A bunch of players came in to break it all up. Um, yeah, yeah. It got. Uh, I mean, so much so that Curtin got a yellow card. So, he, so Curtin got a yellow card. Yeah, apparently he mouthed off at the referee. Used a four-letter expletive with no, B, starting true. with F. Yeah, and got himself a yellow card. I, mean, I don't know how yellow cards work for the uh, the the, the coaches. coaches if they build up enough of them if they get an effective red card. But yeah, yeah that was not good. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey, after that, going. 10 on nine for the last of the part of the game. There was plenty of space on the field, but nobody mm-hmm. could generate a really dangerous shot. It seemed like. You know what this reminded me of? I remember it was like, wow. So Nashville's down two, we're down one. It reminded me of that time years and years ago, we we're playing FIFA and we just did the experiment. Like, all right, you fouled me, you get a red card and I'll foul you. I'll get a red card. And let's see if we can get down <laughs> to like goalie versus goalie. But apparently there is a limit. I think you're only allowed like three or four red cards. Was it a three? Yeah, well, if you get a fourth, your team forfeits. Forfeits. Okay. Yeah. So we 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 uh, kudos to uh, EA Sports for having it in their game. But uh, yeah, I remember watching this game, thinking like, how oh, they're only like one more red card away from <laughs> the game being called based on <laughs> red card accumulation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, the game would end before that would happen. And the union would, would actually end up leaving Nashville with a two nothing win yeah. on a couple of penalty kicks from uh, from 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 Gajdog. And what did we predict for this one? And, and Gajdog got player of the match day for what it's worth. He got player of the match day. Nice. Yeah, I think we both predicted. Um, you actually, both yeah, predicted ties. Yeah, because we we weren't brave enough to. Commit one way or the other. What did you say, Paul? So, Paul, you said, oh, I thought Nashville was going to win. All right. Well, fortunately, we were all wrong. Yay. Yay. Oh, okay. Oh, you and and I did the draws. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, after that game, I I don't know. It felt like a little bit of return to old form. One, both in the scoreboard. Two, the attitude on the field. You know, it was just kind of like Curtin said, like, hey, if you, uh, uh, you want to have a uh, how would you say uh, street fight? Street fight. We can play soccer. We can play soccer. We can do that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of 
it just kind of reminded me of the um <laughs> a little bit of the scene from uh the replacements when uh Falco comes back for the fi- during the last game and uh they're getting they're getting pushed around by Dallas so the very first play they decide is just every player on the team is just going to personally foul somebody on the Dallas team and the refs <laughs> can't even keep track of all the fouls that were committed but like just getting that whole like let's make it messy but it, that's this is how we play it's like all right that kind of unifies and um gets the team back on track that's what I feel like this yep. game is a little bit like okay so um, trip back home to Philly where uh, Saturday then uh, we welcome New York City FC. Uh, Paul, you were at the game, right? I was. Yeah, you were at the game. And um, Yeah, it was a military appreciation night. Uh, so we got to see the parachuter land in the middle of the field. I think that's the first time they've ever done that. Oh, cool. Um, also, kudos to the uh, the grounds crew there at, at Subaru Park because, you know, they're making more use of the fireworks um the drone was up and about they actually had a flyover from uh i want to say it was coast guard uh helicopters nice um you know they 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 were really trying to get it involved i will say that uh i believe they had i forget who it was that that banged the drum this week kind of weak you on know, the, on the drum banging. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect Jason Kelsey every time that, <laughs> that some, somebody goes there, but I mean, like he looked like he was barely tapping, and he was a big guy. I'm like, mm. maybe he was afraid he was going to knock it over okay. if he hit it too hard. But somebody should have just shown him the video of of what Kelsey. people have done in the past, and and he could have really whacked the. Yeah. I mean, his arms were huge. He had yeah. really long, really big arms. He could have really done some. Just made it made it, it sound. Yeah. But um, yeah, kudos to the Union ground crew there. They're really they're really upping the performances on the field this year, and it's it's I appreciated it. And I would also, you know, grudgingly uh, commend the NYCFC traveling fans. Um, you know, they had a pretty good turnout, and number wise, mm-hmm. they filled up that section one thirty, whatever it is, in yeah, the, corner the corner by Sons of Ben. Um, and they were loud. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're on the northern side, so they they're kind of between us and the Sons of Ben anyway. Um, but they were loud from the start. They were loud all game long. Uh, they were, you know, they brought in instruments. I don't know how they managed that one. But, <laughs> Yeah, what about um, the paperwork is for that? I always wonder, yeah. like, it's like you hear a trumpet. It's like, how how does someone get a trumpet in? If they're like, they don't even let you bring a a person if it's not transparent, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, they did a good job. They, you know, uh, obviously, the sons of Ben with the numbers were obviously louder, mm-hmm. but um, you know, they did they they did put up a fight in the stands. Um, in terms of the lineup for this game, uh, you know, Blake. Uh, Blake is back. Exactly. That's where we're going, right? I'm, I'm glad Joe, I'm glad Joe Bendick was able to, you know, the Nashville game went the way it did. So I'm I'm glad it ended his his tenure as starter for the time being mm-hmm. on a, ended on a positive note. But mm-hmm. yeah, Blake was back. Blake is back. Back yeah. again. <laughs> it's it's curious to me that Blake was back, but Martinez got the TIFO. Yeah. Well, I guess those TIFOs take a little time to get put together. Yeah, I suppose. But but, I mean, I think they did that because of the All Star game. I think they did that because of the All Star game this week, not not because of whatever. But yes, that's right. Blake or or Martinez was featured on the the TIFO 
Um, I'm not sure exactly what that Tifa was supposed to. It looked like some sort of superhero. Man, he was yeah, done I was trying to figure out what that was. But yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I think you're right, E, that it takes a while to put them together. And I also think they timed it because he was selected for the uh, All-Star game mm-hmm. that's going on this week. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was he was put up there, um, but I would agree. I think I mean uh, it was it was the four four two. Martinez was in, uh, mm-hmm. obviously with Carranza out. Uh, Sullivan ha- um, started again yep. this time with Aura, mm-hmm. and most importantly, most comfortably, and thank goodness he was there. Blake was in that. Yeah, yeah, and it. His presence on the field was definitely uh, felt. Uh, well, they ended up needing him. I mean, he made a couple of really yeah. critical saves, you yeah. know, one or two in the first half that were particularly good, a few during the second half, but definitely towards the end of the game, he really, you know, proved his value to the team. Yeah. Um, By the end of the game, he was all that Taylor Tolman could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor fixates a little yeah. bit. Um, and so he had a few things during the game, but by the end, yeah. it was all Blake all the time. So, <clears throat> yeah, uh, one uh interesting little uh statistic tidbit that came up, uh, and this um uh, was also supported in the uh, previous Nashville game once again, the union not having majority possession, not having the majority of passing, etc. Um uh, so I heard from the announcers during the game that the union on the possession, the percent possession has the fourth lowest in the league for uh, possession, uh, which tracks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the other thing I, I realized that uh, Matt Freeze is a backup keeper for New York City FC. I totally forgot all about that. Yeah, I mean, we had, you know, we had let him go and he signed with them thinking that he might actually have a shot at the starting starting position there and then mm-hmm. they brought in somebody else whose name i can't yeah. remember right now and he didn't get it yeah um and then also in terms of like home game performance um the union has only allowed six goals at home this season wow um, and that's and only one goal in the last five home games so you know fortress subaru park is definitely uh living up to it's bona fides. This doesn't really sound like a fortune. Yeah, it doesn't though, really does it? work, but you get the idea. <laughs> Team Discovery Channel. Although for all I know, Subaru does mean something quite heroic. Yeah. But um, just since I know it as a essentially a station wagon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so in the game, um, uh, Sullivan, you know, got the start again, but he did not look as effective against NYCFC as he did against uh, Nashville. But I will say that the the first goal that the Union scored, which was Sullivan breaking down the right side, um, I remember even watching from the stands, mm-hmm. you see Martinez making the late mm-hmm. run, waving it, like literally his arm up over his head, mm-hmm. waving it around, trying anything he could do to get Sullivan's notice and Sullivan just makes a great cross yep. um, from like around the middle of the 18 yard box outright and, and then gets mm-hmm. it over the last uh, NYCFC defender and Martinez mm-hmm. with a side foot volley. Yeah. Powers it past their keeper. It was so well taken. Um, 
and I, I'm sure he was grateful to get the cross, but more grateful probably just to make sure to have Sullivan actually notice him calling yeah. for the ball. Yeah, that, that goal has got to be a contender for goal of the week. I mean, um, just to like, yeah, just... just to, the ball was like six inches from the ground, and he just, like you said, opened up his, yeah, his, his, uh, inside of his foot and just put it in. No. Just no settling it, no any of it, no. just boom One. right in. I mean, the word someone used was assassin. I think <laughs> that's a, a, a you could say that for both of yeah. his goals so far. So that was uh, two goals in the last four games for Martinez after zero in the first eighty-five in MLS. So, wow. um, God love him. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely showing on the field, particularly um, after the games or before games. Um, yeah, all the dancing and, and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't hit the ball, hit through the ball. And Martinez is hitting it six feet past the ball when, <laughs> yeah. on his shots. <laughs> it's either it's going in or it's going out of the stadium. But mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so yeah, I think, was, I think the announcers even made a comment about that. Like usually when he's hitting the ball, it's often like going out of the stadium. Um, you guys yeah. watched the end of Ted Lasso, the last no, episode. I have not, not seen yet. the last episode. No, oh. no. All right, I'm it's shutting like up. That, it's like that last present under the Christmas tree. We just don't want to open it up. Otherwise, Christmas is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won't say anything else. All right, yeah, we got to watch it. Yeah, that. we we will. We will. Watch it. Um, but hey, this game was nice. Uh, you know, the union... Uh, Got very comfortable once again, being up a goal, making NYCFC chase them around the field. Um, I don't really have a whole lot. Obviously, when I was at the stadium, I wasn't taking notes. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you guys have on the first half, but um, you know, I was just glad to be in the stands having a good time. Oh, sure. Uh, chatting with the people around me about why why Blake is still in the ML and why Blake is still in MLS working playing for the union. Um, I actually remember reading an article and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Jamaica has never broken the top 50 in FIFA's world rankings, because if they had, it would have been much easier for him to get a working visa in mm. Europe. Oh. And, mm. um, and, and, and he probably would have been traded probably would have been transferred to Europe if he could have gotten a working papers. Wow. Jamaica's never broke the top 50. Yep. Wow. That's wild to me that that, that it makes such a difference, but yeah, I want to go when his individual talent is so evident. Yeah. And again, maybe I'm wrong about 50, maybe it's 25 or something like Regardless that. Regardless like, the fact that right. it has such a bearing um, yeah. when again, you can see yep. what he can do. It's, it's remarkable to me that, there it is. Well, the one little dark lining on the cloud of uh, uh, Martinez's goal was a few minutes thereafter. Uh, Bedoya got subbed out. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't in. even. Wasn't even. I mean, it was that same stoppage after oh, the goal. that stoppage. Okay. Um, they they took a hydration break and and you saw Bedoya sit down and was like, I, I you know calling for a substitute. Um, not good. What yeah. did uh, uh, I I couldn't see anything. On the broadcast, Paul, did you see any? Like, was he limping? What was going on? Was he? Yeah, all of a sudden he was just coming off. Yeah, his face looked. I mean, I know he's just been running around, but he looked gassed. He looked gassed. Yeah, and he was talking to uh, our favorite physio yeah. um, on the on the sideline too. Paul um, rushing, right? Mm-hmm. I um, can never remember his name, so to me, yeah. is 
Well, his name's Paul, so it's easier for me to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's but um, I have not done any research to find out what happened with Bedoya. Yes, hopefully, since we have some downtime, he'll get a chance to rest and heal up and be yeah. ready from you know, whenever the, uh, the the union season starts up again. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. He is traveling with his family right now, and his wife has taught him to do laundry, so I guess all, right. all is not lost. He's well enough to... <laughs> Sorry. Instagram update. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I also had a note here that there was more attacking Glesnes in this first half, which is uh you know pretty fun to watch. Uh you know, not only is Glesnes putting up a wall of, of a defense, but he's um been pushing forward. Um, you know, and it's it's attacking closeness, which is I mean, as well as you should, because you know, you see that coming at you. Mm. You're not gonna hold the line for that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know these are professionals, but still that's a lot of person coming mm. at you in a a game that isn't exactly known for um tackles and that kind of thing. No, yeah, they, they, he definitely seems to have been given more reign to to you know, attack and drive drive through the midfield, try to find out what's again. And of course, as soon as he crosses midfield, the, the fans start yelling, "Shoot!" Yeah. Uh, so if anybody's <laughs> listening on on the broadcast, they're not booing him; they're yelling, "Shoot!" And that's funny. That's often one of the things, uh, depending on the on the announcer, when Glesnes has the ball and you and you hear the crowd yelling, "Shoot!" They often will, you know, subtext to the audience at home, like, "Oh, they're." They're saying shoot because, you know, yep. goal of the year. Uh, Another fun fact, some people yell that in their living room. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and the MVP chance came back this week, by the way. That oh, nice. Like. nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so first half ended you uh, union up one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, seemed very comfortable uh, position for the union to be in. Uh, second half, was it Sullivan that got subbed out for Donovan? Or was it Aura? I think it was Aura. Uh, Sullivan subbed out for Donovan. Uh, Did he? And McLean got subbed out for Flock. All right. So the only th- real thing I, you know, two a uh, couple points I wanted to pick were towards the end of the second half. I don't know if you guys had any notes or anything you wanted to bring up before Donovan gets the game winner. Sure. Um, I noticed that uh, Pellegrini uh, and Martinez were clashing a bit there in the midfield. Um, and uh, particularly, I guess, during one particular clash, uh, Pellegrini was proverbially getting in Martinez's face, but Martinez just didn't respond. So I was like, all right, you know, whatever... Whatever he's doing this semester, this semester, this season, <laughs> yeah, whatever he's doing this season, uh, to kind of you know mitigate the the very over overly passionate response, um, seems to be you know producing fruit on the field. So I was like, you know, good for Martinez. He didn't, he didn't, you know, uh, he didn't take the bait. Yeah, the old jokes from even just earlier this season about you know it's not a game unless Martinez gets a card or yeah. you know so that's it's definitely tapered off. Um, there was a lot of talk actually in this game about how you do kind of want 
um, someone wild mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in in the midfield. Not wild, but a little, you know, aggressive, uh, I guess would be a better term, um, in, in the midfield. Um, but I think there's a line to walk there, and I think Absolutely. he's finding that line. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't want to see I don't want to see Martinez become completely docile. Like I like no, the no. I like yes. the uh the impish, the uh, you know, button pushing. I like, you know, uh keep doing all that. <laughs> I just let's all do it without minimal yellow card accumulation. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I felt like the second half there was a little bit of even give and go, right? I, I know New York had a couple chances, but uh combination of um people being in the right place and uh also having Blake in net um pretty much rendered any New York um attempt um yeah it, it rendered it useless or or fruitless moot moot yes there you go um so do you want to talk about the Donovan um uh, uh yeah we need to score that 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 play, I mean, it didn't seem like there was going to be a whole lot out of it, but I mean, he made a nice run in the 81st minute, I think it oh, was. Wow. It was definitely after the 80th minute. Um, you know, ran onto a through ball, challenged at a defender coming at him and the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, seemed to pick up some of Carranza's key or whatever it was, and somehow the ball bounces <laughs> past the you know, gets beyond the keeper and get ends up right at Donovan's feet and he just pounces on it and drives yeah. it home for a second goal. Yeah. And was this his first goal? Yes, it was Very his first, first MLS goal. MLS goal. Yeah. I, think, I think I had heard somewhere that he'd scored in like a Open Cup or a Champions League game or something like that, but this was his first season, first season goal. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a nice play, and it, it I know Gosdall kind of started it with that little back heel pass as well. Um, I just love seeing those those slick, cheeky little quick one time, one foot, no look pass, and it just it's that first domino in a play of you know of skill and things just going our way. Um, yeah. Yeah, at that point, yeah, we were. I felt like we were definitely steamrolling at that point. Well, and it proved to be important too, because like five minutes later, uh, NYCFC, you know, causes a scrum in the union's box and they pounce on a loose ball and drive it past Blake. Mm -hmm. Ruining his his clean sheet, but, uh, you know, making somebody's prediction come through, come, come true. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and we finally get the score yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean um the union did give up that goal late uh and and then they had to make a at least one block shot and i know save uh, blake had at least one good save yeah. uh to see out the game yeah. but you know, like we've talked about in the past, like this is, doesn't feel like the union team of old. They held on for the win. They yeah. didn't give it up. They didn't give up a tie, you know, ended up tying or even worse, losing mm-hmm. uh, on a couple of late game uh, mm-hmm. shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So and, related to that, the, um, you know, again, Taylor Twelman was um, talking about how he didn't feel as a convincing half from the union. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I would tend to agree with definitely the first part of the second half. They seemed out of sorts. Um, but I was wondering what you guys um, thought about that. Whether or not they were out of sorts? Uh, no, no, no. Just that it, it wasn't a convincing half from the Union. He I would say he it wasn't a didn't convincing feel that game. they could go very far in the playoffs playing like this. Mm. If, yeah. if they make the playoffs, which I assume they will, but we never know for sure, right? So Yeah, they didn't seem as up for this game as they did against Nashville. Like, I mean, just re- just remembering um, Sullivan's play in Nashville versus uh, NYCFC. Now, maybe it's because the teams play differently and one of them favors Sullivan more, or at least, you know, Sullivan had a better idea of what needed to be done against Nashville than what had to be done against NYCFC. Um, yeah, I, I, they did not, the, the whole team did not look as good. Um, against NYCFC, and that's why they only scored two goals. Um, mm-hmm. at, at least those games, these game goals came from the run of play. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah. I definitely think it pro- it shows something that they were able to score, n- not just because NYCFC made mistakes, they did, um, but they scored off of a really Great cross to to Martinez with a really wonderful finish to beat yeah. a diving keeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know Donovan made a run. You know the the through ball was passed. The through ball was passed into his position, mm-hmm. uh, and then the ball just you know, sometimes you get lucky and the ball stays with you and you're able to power it in. Um, I would agree though that they did not seem as dominant in this game as as they kind of felt in the Nashville game and and in other games where they've just stepped up and believed we we believe we you know we win will win this game and this other this opponent has no chance. Um they didn't feel seem to sh- have that same belief at least from the stands. Mhm. Mhm. The schedule is a lot more compact this year. I mean, they started off with a bunch of side tournaments, um, but then also I think partially because of this League's Cup Y um, midseason break uh, thing, and, and and you know more teams and all, all the other reasons. But but uh, um, it, they're playing a lot more frequently, and I'm not saying I mean I know they're professionals and all that kind of stuff, but it does take a toll after a while um Mm -hmm. so (laughs) as someone involved in a very small uh biking competition thing when i don't (laughs) usually do much at all um (laughs) right now it's taking a toll on me so i can only imagine you know professional athletes doing professional things more frequently than they're generally used Mm -hmm. to doing Mm -hmm. uh does take a toll um, but, um, really quick, another talking point I just wanted to throw out there, uh, to you guys, um, so the commentators were also talking about, they very strongly felt that the union needed some designated players, at least one, if not two. Um, I mean, this is just commentators commentating, doing the thing yeah. and filling airtime. So, yeah. um, but I, I was wondering what you guys had to say about that. We should get Christiana Ronaldo. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he came out um very recently if not today and said that uh, the league he's playing in is better than mls so. <laughs> i mean you know it's because messi's getting there's a little attention. bit of sour grapes there yeah, maybe yeah so, yeah just a little I mean, bit take so, a grain of salt yeah um 
Ina Paul, you want to go first in this one, or I would never say no to the right designated player. Uh-huh, um, but again, I wish I remembered which podcast I was listening to. One of them was pointing out that Gajdog might be the single best attacking player that we've ever seen in a Union jersey, and um, like I can't disagree with that. He's so good uh player and 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 just so good on the ball and he makes everybody around him so much better like if you could dial up a recipe for what you're looking for and as a, as a designated player it's not just somebody who does their job really well it's somebody who makes the entire team yeah, better elevates because everyone. he's there and like that's who Josh Dog is. Now he is, to be clear, he is a, a designated player. That is what you expect from him. Yeah. Um, but he's actually living up to it. And um yeah, it, it it's just uh, could we get somebody like that as an attacker? Maybe, but then that means that we're sitting Carranza and Aura. Um, could we get somebody else in a midfield position? But then we'd be sitting McGlynn, Flock, Bedoya, Martinez. You know, yeah. where do we put another designated player? I'm yeah. sure it's a problem that Jim Curtin would like to have to deal with. Sure. sure. Um, yeah, I remember we kind of talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. Um, the whole question of like, you know, fantasy league. Right. Like if you could just right. pluck any player anywhere in the world and bring them to the union, who would it be? Right. Um, but um, I don't know. And I'm, I'm I'm probably the worst person to ask a question like this because I'd probably be a horrible coach because you know I I I pick players based more on heart than um actual tactical uh you know numeric uh logic but um I just like the union's you know grassroot ground you know from bottom to top of, of you know we grow our own players um, I mean, yes, obviously we go out, we bring in the necessary outside help, but, um, you know, I just like when the union play well, right? The triangle of death, the diamond midfield, um, a lot of geometry, actually, when you think about it. But um, when we're playing well, I just really enjoy the fact that we're doing this. Um, you know, we kind of, built this team uh, saying we like I'm like in the in the conference rooms or like with uh, various <laughs> higher ups but you know it's it's like we built the team ourselves it was a little bit of you know we don't necessarily need a star we just make our team great as a whole uh, and I know Curtin talks about the team mentality too when they play so bringing a designated player you know like like if we brought in a Messi it's like ah I feel like that's a little too I don't know how well that would work, you know, with that team, the way the team shoulders kind of the performance as a group. Um, there's but, no Zavas in the. Uh, there's no Zavas on our in our that's right. exactly, um, and I kind of like that. But again, you know, that always makes for a good epic narrative, you know. <laughs> but uh, with that said, if we went ahead and signed like some big old name, I'd probably be like, hmm, okay. I mean, again, they have to fit with the team. That's exactly. what I've said before. So that's exactly. why. I, but I was just curious what you guys had to say. Um, you know, I, I did mention that um, uh, 
by the end, Taylor was was very much on the Blake um, bandwagon. Uh, not that he was ever off of it, but um, <laughs> uh, he very much gave uh, Blake the credit for the win uh, since he wasn't terribly impressed with with the union in the second half. Um, and um, also said that uh, Jim Curtin has told him, because I guess he chats with with Jim, uh, that Dre is as good as any DP they could sign, which I think is actually I, very true. Yes. Um, I yeah. don't have any. Yes. <laughs> I concur. Yeah, I concur. Um, so anyway. Yeah, I mean, but that said, you know, if they end up selling Carranza and, and bring in a DP striker who not only plays that position well, but can also improve the play on the midfield side of it, I mean, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Scoops will again. be sad, though, because that's her favorite player yeah. right now. He's so good. Carranza <laughs> is so good. So good and and... It's and easy on the easy eyes. Easy on yes. the eyes. Gotcha. Exactly. He is a handsome man. Um, well, with this win, right, the statistics now, the Union have won 17 out of their last 20 home games. 17 out of their last 20 home games. And uh, according to, I think it was 12 men, um, that's the first team to do that in MLS since 2000. Wow. Um, and if that wasn't... Um, Good enough news. Uh, the win, uh, the unions win uh, on Saturday. Also, snapped New York City's eight-game undefeated streak. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know we had just been mentioning talking about Blake, but apparently this was the game that ties him with Ray Gaddis for the most number of starts or wow. games for nice. the uh, most regular season games played for the union in club wow. history. I um, never would have called it, it. I still don't. It's hard for me to process that Blake yeah. has been there that long, but yeah, you forget it it's been like 10 years. Yeah, that he's played. It's just remarkable. I, I, I mean, I, was, I so um, vividly remember the, uh, the struggles of the, you know, early years. That yeah. It's, it's hard to, yeah, yeah. So, and on top of all of it, a Drexel dragon got to bang the drum at the end of the game because they did give that honor to, too. Donovan, yes. no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Thank you for that, Chris. Yeah, You're welcome. That. You're welcome. I was gonna try to get a third zinger in there beforehand, but then Donovan yeah. scored. So what can I say? Yeah, yeah. Got to give him. Got to give him props when he earns yep. it. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, okay, so with this win, the Union have now we are now in third place. Um, yeah, and we're only nine points behind. Cincinnati now, I believe. No, we're eleven points. We're at forty, and Cincinnati's at fifty-one. Oh, at okay, the so maybe they played a game since. Yeah, or, I or think something. so. Yeah. So yes, uh, those two uh, victories for the Union were a shot in the arm. I, I think we really need it. Um, hopefully, this is the, the beginning of a strong. Uh, Second final half. push of the season. Yeah, yeah it's just push. a shame that we're going to have to wait a freaking month before they play another season game. You know, it's, you know when, when the team's playing hot like this, you'd like to see them continue to roll. But now we have to take a break for League's Cup. Sorry, I, I think you need to, we need to take a break yeah. for Women's World Cup. But that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although those games, once again, past Paul's bedtime. Sure. <laughs> that's at the uh, not all of them they were either like at nine at night or three in the very morning. early in the morning. yeah yeah <laughs> so 
Um, I, hey, you know, maybe I'll just wake up early for the three in the morning. There you one. Go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, like you pointed out before, Elliot, Elliot and Gosh Dog both made team of the week and Gosh Dog nice. won player of the match day. Nice. Um, a uh, little bit of news that came out to union news mm-hmm. that came out today. Um, they signed a defender from South Africa, a gentleman by the name of, oh, I'm going to attempt it, Owethu Makanya. Mm-hmm. Um, from South Africa's, I forget the name of the club now. Um, but you know, early, I haven't seen a, a, a highlights reel, but from what was posted on Twitter and the responses from fans, he seemed to be well liked at the club. So hopefully, he comes in and um, you know, gives us some depth, especially if the union decide to move one of their center backs, whether that's Damian Lowe or Jacob Glesness or even Jack Elliott, um, overseas within MLS, if somebody gets moved and then this guy can come in and, and challenge Brandon Craig for some time, that would be great. Would this kind of discussion, uh, dovetail with the Mabizo, um, issue going on here because i know we were listening to the press conference with curtain so this guy is more of a center defender it okay. sounded like not right. an outside back okay and christy were independent of what's going on with Bizo and his family well it's it's been ernst's approach it seems like each year to bring in players um to try to work out with the union over the course you know give them a two-year deal see if they can make something of it. And it seems like this is what that might be this kind of a position. He could be really good or he may not be much of anything. And, you know, if he costs a couple hundred thousand dollars in a transfer fee to take that shot, Ernst seems to be willing to do it. Yeah. So did you find out who won the gold cup? Mexico. Ah, I don't really care. No. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it in between Mexico and Panama. I would have preferred to have seen Panama win it, um, especially since they seem to be playing well and they beat the U S um, they, they beat the U S on penalty kicks, but whatever. Um, yeah. So, Hey, congrats to Mexico. Yeah. But more importantly, the women's world cup. Starts yes. This week. <laughs> yes. Um, I didn't write down which game starts first. I just know that the U.S.'s first game is at 9 o'clock on Friday against Vietnam. And I looked yes. up to see U.S. is in this Group E, fitting E. Uh, and they're in with uh, Vietnam, Portugal, and Netherlands. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not sure on the women's teams, women's side, how good Netherlands and Portugal are. Mm-hmm. You know, the Netherlands used to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember Portugal ever really making of a splash on the women's side of it, but I again, I, I have to, I haven't done any research on that. Yeah. You know, if this was a men's side, it would be probably the group of death. I don't know how it stacks up among the other other groups here in uh, the women's World Cup, but you gotta like the U.S. You know, they're coming in, they're they're playing for I think their third consecutive World Cup title. Man, if they can win it. Kind of feel bad for Vietnam, though. Yeah, it's. I mean, on paper, <laughs> I mean, the, saying on paper doesn't seem to do it justice. This will be a big fight for uh, for Vietnam. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, right? I mean, I safe money's on the U.S. 
but you know, as the old saying goes, you know, nine out of 10 times the U S will beat Vietnam. The only thing is we don't know when that 10th game is coming. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. No, but broadly speaking, I think that, you know, the women's game, there's a lot more volatility there. Um, You know, I, despite the fact that U S has been dominant, I don't Mm -hmm. think we can sit back. I don't think either of you are suggesting this, but that we can sit back and, and, you know, rest our hours. I think it's a big mistake to do that because every world cup, there's somebody who's doing so, so much better. There's a lot more support. Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot more support in some, some countries than others, but I think some of the countries that maybe 12 years ago weren't really contenders are now. And, and, um, uh, yeah, I think it's it's making us splash. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I certainly yeah. hope we win, but uh, it's just interesting to to to, to watch. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I feel like the there are a lot of countries coming up, right? I mean, Canada, England. I mean, there's always Brazil, uh, but like even you know, Japan's been historically a pretty powerful yep yeah but like then you still have you know even france um uh, i'm just kind of going through it's like you can't take any of this for granted you know and not that we could have mm-hmm. done it in the past i think you know with the, the the u.s team getting so good and dominant it is forcing all the other teams to also pick up their game as well just reminds me of that German women's team hype video that they did that one time for the, uh, the, 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 remember that where they're talking about like all the, uh, um, all the, the titles and all that Germany Germans women's team has won like eight European championships and, uh, you know, just all these numbers and it was mm-hmm. insane. And it's like, yeah, they're that good. Yeah. Or Jen just showed me a video the other day. Um, and it was, it was the French national team and it, you see like Griezmann and Mbappe and, and, and they're just running past players, you know, giving goes and scoring these laser shots. Mm-hmm. And then it pauses and it goes backwards and you see this like anti, you know, kind of like goes back in time. And it's like this person had done this, um, not AI, but basically photoshopped it, and it was actually the French women's team, and they just layered Mbappe and Griezmann's bodies over or, or faces over the women's oh, team. Wow. It was <laughs> insane. <laughs> There's that commercial out too. I, I don't know if it's for Nike or whatever, but it's the whole you know, um, you know, sports commentator, you know, quick video flashes of plays and people news reporting like what's going to take to stop this american team and there's like you know the the british take the german take all this stuff and it ends with like um uh, alex morgan or saying something like oh well good luck with that or something like that and i love the attitude but then the whole (laughs) you know the the inferior complex in me kicks up it's like let's not tempt fake guys don't you know (laughs) you don't want to talk too much trash right up front because you know uh, revenge is addition all that uh <laughs> but you know i mean heck if there was ever a team to have this much swagger going in it's it's the u.s team um, yep it'd be nice to send megan rapino off mm-hmm. in salto this will be her last she's mm-hmm. announced that she's retiring it's from international mm-hmm. at least so. uh, and you gotta like their chances to do it yeah yeah absolutely 
And so um, that starts Friday. They got games Friday, then Wednesday, and then the following Tuesday. So they finish up the 1st of August in the group stage, and then they'll move to the elimination stage after that. Uh, as far as union news, they are playing the League's Cup starting, I think, Friday or Saturday. They've got uh, Parataro and Tijuana in their group. Um, and they're going to play, I believe, all three of the games. They're going to play, you know, the Union versus those two, and then those two playing against each other. I believe they're all taking place at uh, Subaru Park uh, before that moves to the um, elimination rounds. One thing that I thought was kind of interesting about the scoring for, for these games in the group stage is if you lose, you get zero points. If you win in regulation time you get three points. If you tie in regulation, they are not going to extra time. They go straight to a penalty kick out, a shootout. Hmm. Um, and if you win in the penalty shootout, you get two points. If you lose in a penalty shootout, you get one point. So again, a win is three. A win on penalty kicks is two. A loss on penalty kicks is one. And then a, a, a loss in regulation is a zero. Oh, that's interesting. I'm surprised that they're allowing that. That seems anti-FIFA, but it's like almost like literally like hockey rules, right? Almost, um, almost. But it's kind of interesting. Instead of getting all three points, you know, if you win during regular play, regular time, all three points. If you win on PKs, you get two, but you got to give like one of those points to the other team. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't hate it. it. I don't. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. All right, let's we'll see how this goes. Yeah. And I, I, it was also interesting to note that the union are in one of only two of the groups that have two uh, Mexican teams in it. Okay. The other one is Austin. Austin's in a team with uh, Juarez, and I forget the other team. It was one of the bigger Mexican teams, like but I Club can't remember America which one. Or, uh... No, it wasn't Club America. That was in a, that was in with Seattle, if I remember okay. correctly. Um, Seattle and RSL. Um, but yeah, I mean, from what I understand, Tuana is not doing that great, and Peritaro is kind of lower lower tier Mexican team. So it sounds like unless the Union really, really just mm-hmm. phone it in, they're going to make it through to the uh, yeah. elimination rounds. And the the, the scuttlebutt I've heard, um, actually, I think it was through the announcers on the New York City FC game, was that Curtin is taking the league's cup why uh tournament seriously um that they are gonna yeah. they're gonna yeah they're approaching this tournament to win it so yeah i mean they're they're it's the only tournament that they're playing it's not one of those things where it's wedged in among regular season games so mm-hmm. why not well, yeah. they managed to the new tagline uh um league's cup why not <laughs> <laughs> Jury's out. Yeah. Uh, okay. So aside from uh, League's Cup, I guess the MLS All Star Game is uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night as we record. Okay. Yeah. All right. Versus I'm Arsenal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's just kind of like the, I don't know, it's a fun little deviation from the normal uh, play. I and, uh, preferred it the year year or years. I think it was only one year that they did it, where it was like. 
MLS West versus MLS East or however. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of like that mm-hmm. better because we we certainly have enough teams to do it. I'm guessing they're not doing that because League's Cup is starting and yeah. they you know don't want to take that many people away from their teams. Maybe I think they're also thinking that they get better viewership With if they Arsenal. bring over Arsenal type yeah, that's team. Probably. It's Marcus it's not you know Marcus. a third team out of you know Budapest league or something like that. Yeah. I mean it's Arsenal, so um, yeah, they're still going to be on Apple though, so it's still yes. only going to be Apple subscribers. But yeah, and I think I them, unless they're doing a special promotion. was tonight the uh, the skills challenges. Probably, they, I mean they that's do how like they do a, it for baseball, so I would assume. Yeah, they do it. They do a skills challenge night, and I want to say that they were doing it tonight or yesterday. Um, I don't think Martinez or Gilesnas got picked to do any of the challenges, but uh, I'm surprised they weren't up at least for hardest shot. Mm. So, well, dancing probably wasn't a category, so <laughs> that's right. Speaking of which, I just remember at the end of the. Uh... The New York City game, and Martinez is out in the field, and the camera uh, kind of was directed at him. He looks at the camera, and he's doing a whole like, I gotta tell him he's trying to be like coy or, or you know, I think he's just a giant goofball. Yeah, I think giant goofball, but it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I scored that goal. I mean, that's kind of his look on his face. <laughs> that spit eating grin. Yeah, I think he's enjoying scoring. You know. Yep. Hey, I'm enjoying watching him score. So let's yeah. hope he keeps it up. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us um, on our website. Our website is amorephillyunion.com. Uh, feel free to drop us a line on email. Our email address is pod at amorephillyunion.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at amorephillyu. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. Uh, you can find us at a more Philly Union. Uh, you can download our podcast wherever you get your podcast: Google, Apple, Spotify, etc. Um, yes, or however you listen to us, uh, make sure you like, uh, comment, subscribe. That would be fun. Uh, spread the word. I uh, remember the sooner we get to our thousand downloads, um, the sooner we make our donation to the. Um, why Union can they Foundation. Philadelphia Union Foundation and right. the larger the, the donation yes. is, the sooner we get yeah. there too. The sooner we get there, the larger mm-hmm. the donation will be. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in for another episode of A More Philly Union. We are your host. I'm E. I'm C. And I'm Paul. Go League's Cup, baby. No, it was Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe.